5: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: So it is the hour of Kobe, and we continue the the story that everyone's yapping about here. The last couple of days, it has all been about the helicopter accident involving Kobe and eight other people. Some of the people that listen to the show on a regular basis, the the core base of the show, uh, have started to turn on me. because uh, I don't think I'm, I'm going oh. overboard on this. Well, let me explain here. Now, we've done a lot of discussion about this because it's the big story. And I didn't do the entire show yesterday. In fact, I only did an hour. The Kobe hour yesterday, that's it. I moved on, talked about some other stuff. But I'm sensing a revolt from the base of the show. The P1s are upset. Some have reached their breaking point. Got so bad. Yesterday, Justin in Cincinnati called up and wanted to talk Cincinnati Reds baseball. Super Bowl week. Wanted us to do a deep dive on Nick Castellanos and break that down. Who? Hot sports talk. But it wasn't just Justin. So I was greeted by email. and We have uh, mostly, obviously, people in the United States that listen, but we have a a global reach, because we're a daytime show around the world. Even though we're doing overnights in the United States, around the world, it's daytime. And there's people, expats or whatever, that listen to the show. And we've built up a little following. I've had listeners from Australia all the way to Japan who have asked me to move on from discussing Kobe Bean Bryant uh, and that story. So I actually wanted to address that part of it. I know Shaquille O'Neal went on television, and he he was, uh, for the first time, commented about this, and he was very emotional about that, and TNT had a special uh, tribute from Staples Center, even though there was no game. The game was postponed uh, and and all that. So I wanted to talk about this. Now, they say in radio, don't bury the lead. Our our fearless leader, Don Martin, one of his great catchphrases is, don't bury the lead, my man. Uh, So we're not going to bury the lead. And this is the hour of Kobe. So the question, we'll frame it this way. How long is this going to be the number one story? Not just in sports, mind you. This is the lead story trumping everything else, including Donald Trump on the regular news, if people still pay attention to the regular news, which some some do. So I've got dial-up internet, the Mamba mentality, and primal level. And I'll walk you through this, and I'll explain this to you like you're five years old. All right, so so A, uh, to me, this is uncharted territory. We are in water that has not been charted. And so to answer when this is going to end, your guess is as good as mine. Now, I would assume once the funeral takes place, once there's a public memorial, that people will start to move on. Um, we are we observing the nine days of morning? Is that, uh, are we doing, because it happened on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that would mean we're about halfway through. If that if it's nine days of morning, now, if you follow the tenets of nine days of morning, you're not supposed to eat meat, um, you're not supposed to wash your clothes, and you're not supposed to take a shower. So the only one in our audience who I know is following that is Weed Man Hippie in Miami. That's the only one I know that doesn't shower and doesn't wash his clothes and doesn't eat meat because he can't afford it. Um, so that would be the only one that I know for a fact. But uh, you know, in all seriousness, uh, this is, it sucks for everyone involved. I, I, I would imagine though that it is the funeral, right? Is Donald Trump going to have a presidential proclamation for like a state funeral? Doesn't the president have to make some kind of proclamation here. They can get the Capitol Rotunda uh, ready there. Um, But people have compared, I've, I've seen columnists, I've heard gas bags on the radio, compare Kobe Bryant and his death in the helicopter to the tragic car ride of Princess Diana. And I may or may not have been around and may or may not have been in radio when Princess Diana met her demise. And I... Might or might not have remembered being at Dodger Stadium on a Sunday afternoon, I believe it was, or Saturday afternoon, whenever day. It was on the weekend, and a guy named uh, James Loving said, hey, did you hear what happened to Princess Diana? And we turned on the TV, and it was, wow. Uh, But I do not believe what we're experiencing right now is that. Uh, And to me, it's not an apple-to-apple comparison. The world is a much different place. Princess Diana, the Princess of Wales, died in 1997. That's a long time ago. And big media companies were the ones that controlled the narrative. They were the ones that gave the eulogies. They were the ones that gave the tributes. That was before the dawn of social media. The the Internet was in the Stone Age in 1997. We, We browsed using Netscape Navigator and America Online. It was, no, it was cool. If you had a Hotmail account, you were considered hip. If you had a Hotmail email address, that was a big deal. Most people use dial-up internet. I can still remember uh, calling in to to try to log on to uh, AOL and the buzz sound that would when you would connect, and you would wait for it to connect, and you're like, sometimes it wouldn't connect, and it was like, what speed were you at? You wanted to be like 56, but sometimes you were 28, and it was like, that was how the world was. Google was not founded until 1998, a year after Princess Diana died. There wasn't even a winkling of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff would come years after that. So this is, is different. I, and it's not even like people say, well, Michael Jackson. No. It's not, it's, this is bigger than to, to me, maybe because I work in sports, but it's bigger than Michael Jackson, who was an international pop sensation. It's bigger. Um, Prince, big deal. Prince, bigger. Now, part B of this, I keep going back to the words of Tracy McGrady. We played the audio uh, yesterday of Mac, who said that Kobe Bryant, in his own words, spoke essentially this into reality. And Mac said that Kobe would tell him that he wanted to die young. He wanted to be immortalized. And he wanted to be better than Jordan and he wanted to die young. Now, whether or not Kobe actually meant that, we discussed this, or even if he said it and kind of just kind of said it for some machismo effect, uh, we won't know. That question will never be answered because you can't ask Kobe. He's not available. Uh, But if that was reality, he is getting that. Um, It has been unbelievable. I mean, Kobe Bryant has been immortalized. Uh, and it's only been a couple of days here. So I have not seen anything like this. You know, people say I haven't seen anything like this. Well, my lifetime, maybe before, maybe, you know, I was young and other people, you know, John Lennon or other people died. I don't know, but I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, but in my watch, since I've been a grown-up and remember stuff, I've never experienced anything like this. And I think because of the social media influence, and it's possible I'm, I'm in the epicenter. Um, in Los Angeles where we do the show from, but 24-7 coverage and not much else. Uh, not much else. I mean, th- to tell you how crazy this has all been, the city council in Los Angeles is considering a plan to build a permanent memorial for Kobe Bryant. A permanent memorial. like the Was it going to be like the Lincoln Memorial or is it, what, what are we doing here? I don't know. Um, there are calls for the NBA to retire number eight, number twenty four from all twenty-nine teams. In fact, we've already seen reports of multiple NBA players who have started to informally retire Kobe Bryant's jersey numbers. Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets, for example, was able to change his number. Usually you're not allowed to change your uniform number because of marketing reasons. I guess the NBA realizes no one's buying a Spencer Dinwiddie jersey. Um, and they allowed they allowed that to happen. So he changed from number eight. I know that was a cheap shot. He changed from number eight to number twenty six. And there are I, I saw the list that was going around. Somebody sent me a list. Thirty players would have to change. There are thirty players total that were either number eight or number twenty four in the NBA. And there are whispers that there is peer pressure, and that there is bullying. <laughs> players are like bullying each other. You can't you can't wear that number, man. And this is one of those things where, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong on this. I just find that bizarre. Like, you would think the ultimate honor would to be wearing someone's number. And we've seen other teams that have worn number 8 or number 24, the entire team. So it's like this weird dichotomy between those that think there's one camp, one tribe that thinks you got to retire 8 and 24. What about 33? Wasn't that Kobe's high school number at Lower Marion in the Philly area? Do you have to retire that too? Can you, can you not have that? I mean, Kobe would have worn number 33 in the NBA if Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had not had number 33 with the Lakers. So should you be upset at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he would have just been number 33? The whole thing is, is odd. I mean, uh, I don't are they going to have, if they retire the number, un, unofficially retire the number, if that works, if that group wins, are they then going to take a page out of Major League Baseball's playbook and have Kobe day? Like baseball does every April 15th where everyone wears Jackie Robinson's number. They're going to have one day, whatever, pick an arbitrary date, and that will be Kobe. And everyone will wear the number 24, number 8, and one team will wear 24, one will wear 8. And then there's the other part of the story where there is growing momentum to have the NBA silhouette, the NBA logo changed from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant. fact. Almost two million people have signed a petition to have Kobe Bryant become the new NBA logo. Uh, I think that's wrong. I think that call you call me crazy. I think that's uh, that's wrong. Also, and so it just continues, and again, it's going to continue at least for the next couple of days, um, and we're going to see uh, how this this goes down. Uh, I don't think flags have to be flown at half mass. I don't think that has to happen, but the thing I've noticed also, and I wanted to get into this, the, the biggest supporters of Kobe, they're upset with everybody, but anybody that gets out of lockstep with the talking points is there. These guys, I get it's raw emotion. I understand. Uh, and the mamba mentality that some of these people have ad- adopted because of the, the emotion involved in this, uh, but if you're a P1 lister, you, you know that we we don't do hero worship here. Everyone is fair game. We nitpick and we take gratuitous cheap shots at pretty much everybody. It's kind of how the show uh, works here. And I do love sports. I appreciate the people that are in sports because I have a job talking about it. But I don't canonize people. And a lot of people in the media over the last couple of days, this has been so glorified that Kobe Bryant, we mentioned he wanted to, according to T Mac Tracy McGrady said that he wanted to be immortalized, and that's exactly what's happening right now, and it's it's you know nonstop, wall to wall covered, and some of my colleagues have even broken down and cried on radio and television here this last couple of days, and it's likely why I'm doing overnights. I have not done that. Um, I've not. And the people that have have gotten a lot of applause and social media buzz, and people seem to enjoy that um, in some odd, perverse way. Uh, it has been brought to my attention that it's because you know, people had a personal connection, these people in the media, with, with Kobe. And as I pointed out, you know, I, I was around him when he was a teenager, and I don't, I don't have the same, maybe I'm just not wired that way, but I don't have the same, same reaction. But I have some fond memories. I was a lot younger. I'm only a couple years older than Kobe. And I recall, you know, he came onto the scene in L.A. and at the the Great Western Forum. And back before he was somebody, he was thought to be somebody that could be good, but he was a nobody. He hadn't made it yet. And I I remember before games at the Forum, Kobe would hang out with some of the – well, he'd he'd work out all the time, but he would schmooze with some of the radio people, which was – Below the stars, because you don't usually schmooze with radio people, because um, they're they're bad people. Uh, but but Kobe would hang out with not hang out, but he would chat. And there was one of my guys who's a boxing reporter now, Eli Sekback, and uh, from Israel. And Kobe loved this guy, loved, him. and would uh, they, before games they would shoot the uh, shoot the s. I can't say the full word, uh, and uh, they would make bets, and you know, Kobe would make some trick shot. <laughs> I still remember because he would bet my friend, uh, Ellie, who's not, you know, he's not fat or anything like that, but just not in shape and would bet him, you know, if I make this shot, you got to do like, you know, 30 pushups or something like that. And, uh, Kobe would make the shot most of the time. And, um, Ellie would never do the, never do the pushup. Uh, but so to, and then to watch, you know, the rise, the fall, the rise again of, uh, of Kobe, I feel terrible for the families. Obviously, but there's only so much you can say, right? There's only so much you can say. It's a tragedy. Uh, It happens a lot, not in helicopters, but people die every 12 seconds. Someone is meeting their demise in the United States uh, for one way or or another. Um, So uh, everything's relative, right? And and the thing that really annoyed me about this, there's a lot of charlatans, opportunists, who are taking advantage of, of people's mourning over this situation by using this as a vehicle to self-promote themselves, to whether it be to promote their social media, get some more clout on social media, a little more exposure, gain some followers, that kind of stuff. There's a lot of that going on. Now, the last word here. So, So this story will, as I said, continue for an indefinite amount of time. Partly in the media because it's ratings gold. Uh, it is. People are tuned in. They want to hear information. There's not really much information, but they want to hear information. There's little reports of this happened or that happened. It, it's got all the ingredients that people in news like because it's got celebrity. The United States and the world fascinated with celebrity. It's got tragedy. There's a family connection to this. It's the fact that it, it's unexpected. People were blindsided by it. These are all the ingredients. If you ever took a journalism class, these are all the ingredients to a story that, that has a lot of traction. And the other part of this is people have just a weird relationship with death and with tragedy in general. And I mentioned, I woke up, I was sleeping. I tried to sleep in on Sunday and I was awoken to a million messages that uh, my phone was buzzing so much I had to get up. And there were people like reacting to this. Everyone wanted to tell me what was going on. And there have been studies, I read these dopey studies, but there have been studies that have been done that have pointed out why people love to share bad news. And it's generally, like you know, people dying, it's because our brains have a negativity bias. Occasionally I'll get an email from somebody, why, why are you so negative? Because um, I understand the human brain? Uh, that would be why. Uh, we are programmed to put a greater sensitivity on bad news. And it's, you, you read these studies, and it's mainly a survival mechanism, right, to avoid danger, like flying helicopters in bad weather. Scientists say, they claim, the people that research the brain say that it's a, at a primal level, like the earliest stages. A kid born, early years there, when the brain's developing and they're processing information at the primal level. They pay closer attention to bad news than good news. And, and they say in the TV and, and radio news business or newspapers, if it bleeds, it leads, right? There's a saying there because it gets people's attention. Plane lands, not a story. Uh, plane doesn't land, Story. Uh, And and people's brains are wired to react more strongly to negativity. So it's going to continue.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
0: Maller here. Winter is
4: coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice, like my brother in Appleton, Wisconsin. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where – you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You get free road hazard protection for 2 years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. Game changer. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com, the way tire
6: buying should be. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
4: So we did the Hour of Kobe. You have more stuff that we'll throw in on Kobe Bryant and that story later on in the show. But we move on and the Super Bowl We guys saw a big photo there, a big staff dinner, the Fox Sports Radio staff in Miami there. do you see that photo, huh? Man, they're having a good time. That looks like a nice restaurant they're at. Everyone's dressed up. I man, everyone usually dresses like slobs. They were all wearing nice clothes. I hope they're having a good time. Uh, but... Uh, Yeah. People, I don't know, I I would feel uncomfortable at that kind of thing, you know? Not that I wouldn't enjoy a free meal, but I'm socially awkward, and it would be uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Uh, But anyway, so the Super Bowl, typically this is the week that you just hear a bunch of former athletes get on the radio and sell crap and then talk about how back in my day uh, when I played, not on this show, although tomorrow we will have Fred Dreyer, who doesn't, I don't think he's got anything to sell. Uh, He'll be in tomorrow. But the Super Bowl, Kansas City, the the story on Tuesday, last 24 hours, is the chairman of the board, Clark Hunt of the Chiefs, who spilled his guts out to the fourth estate at the Super Bowl. One of the big topics of conversation for some has been Tyreek Hill, the polarizing touchdown maker for the Chiefs, And I don't know if you you heard what Mr. Hunt had to say about this. You might have missed it. Maybe you're not paying that close attention. Uh, But Clark Hunt, the Hunt family, says that Tyreek Hill's behavior during the 2019 season is validation. It validated the franchise's decision to sign the whiteout to a fifty-four million dollar contract extension shortly before the beginning of the 2019 season, and so Clark Hunt had a lot to say. He, I'll give you some of the quotes here. He said, uh, "Quote his first he being Tyreek Hill his first year with us, there were some question marks coming into the league." The Chiefs chairman acknowledged Clark Hunt, then sang the praises of his guy Tyreek Hill as a model citizen never had any issues always where he's supposed to be doing what he's supposed to be doing accountable Clark Hunt said listens to coaches good teammate seen him grow heightened level of maturity we can go on and on but you get the point so let's discuss now The question, what do you make of the Chiefs owner, the chairman of the Kansas City Chiefs declaration of support for Tyreek Hill? There's there's only one of two ways to go. Either you say nothing or you support the player. So we start with that as the premise. You can't trash him. It's Super Bowl week. You can't trash him a couple days before the Super Bowl. But I've got the war mentality, hedgehog, and highly combustible. And we will lock all these things together and play Connect 3. Now, number one, number one. Clark Hunt was simply bunkering down. Uh, he, was, he was asked questions about Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs owner, the guy in charge there in Kansas City. And he was a little too over the top. The fact that he seemingly, in the sound bites that I saw, downplayed all of the accusations against Hill as hiccups and growing pains, eh, uh. and as far as him saying, I love this—the the, the soft language that is used, saying that Tyreek kill. Uh, the, the quote was, "There were some question marks coming out of college." is what the chief's owner said about Tyreek Hill. Now, do you know his story. His story's been much publicized, and Tyreek Hill, by all accounts, at least for the last couple of months, has been on his best behavior. But he pled guilty to punching and choking his pregnant girlfriend while in college. It started at Oklahoma State, and then he ended up at a very small mall school after that. So that's not, in my book, maybe I'm wrong, that's not a question mark. That's, that's something more than a question mark. And the Chiefs' owner made it sound like that yeah, was nothing. And he also appeared to be a doting father, rhapsodizing the virtues of Tyreek Hill, which was a wee bit over the top. Wee bit over the top. And his reaction to defend Tyreek Hill was like a, it was like a war mentality to a non-war issue. <laughs> you know, he's like, you could have just said, listen, we like him on the team. We paid him because we think he's a good player. Um, but this was an effort to try to, to, to nip any negativity in the bud. And he put up these metaphorical shields and the Chiefs owner weaponizing. That was a better defense than Kansas City's played uh, this year. Now, the second thing, Clark Hunt, the chairman of the Chiefs, he could have been honest, although you're never supposed to be all that honest in sports. right? If If Clark Hunt had been honest, what would he have said? He would have said something to the effect, "Hey, I run a football team. I'm not trying to run a Cub Scout troop." Right? he said, hey, "We we need a good football team has a mix of sinners and saints. You can't you can't have one without the other. If you got all sinners, you're not going to be good. If you got all saints, that's not good either. Look at New Orleans. Tyreek Hill is worth the headaches. You could just say that. Listen, the guys uh the guys got some issues, but man is he good. Don't need to lie. In my book, but everyone wants the soft landing, you could say hey, Tyreek Hill, the reason he's on this team, he's not a supersonic, he's Sonic the effing hedgehog, all right? That's how fast this guy is. Uh, he's got Olympic medal-winning track speed as a football player, I right? Do the whole raps. And listen, the reason we gave this guy $54 million as the Chiefs is because Tyreek Hill is faster than a speeding bullet. He is more powerful than a locomotive. He is able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, right? Uh, that, that's the old line for Superman. You could have said that. You know, the whole line about how you find salvation for the sinners uh, when they're as fast as the roadrunner. You, you know, you, like if you're not that good, then they'll look the other way. It, 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 that's the story in a nutshell. If those skills go down, then Tyreek Hill will be tossed overboard. Or if video emerges of a domestic abuse situation, even if it's not that bad or a child abuse video, he will be sent to Siberia, which I think is Cleveland, because that's where Kareem Hunt ended up. When If there had been no video of Kareem Hunt, he would have been starting in the Super Bowl. Think about it. If, if the video had not come out, from that incident in Ohio with Kareem Hunt, instead of being on the Browns, he would have been on the Chiefs. They wouldn't have gotten rid of him. They would have kept him around. And and so so that's, that's the story here. And remember, people were writing just a couple of months before Hill got the contract. They were writing this guy's eulogy as a football player. Uh, and uh, was it Mike Florio was calling on the NFL over at Pro Football Talk to have Tyreek Hill placed on the commissioner's exempt list. That was a big hullabaloo that took place. Now, final point. So the Chiefs owner, this guy Clark Hunt, the chairman of the Chiefs, has come out and made these glowing statements about Tyreek Hill. But the story's not over. the The, the final couple of chapters have not been written. We're in like the middle of the book. We're in the middle of the book. So Tyreek's still writing the rest of the book, and he's gone a couple of months without stepping in doo-doo, which is a nice thing, right? Congratulations. And, and we are told he ended that toxic relationship. I've read in the tabloids that with the, the baby mama drama, the one that clearly tried to entrap him with that audio from the Dubai airport which made the rounds and and led to all the latest speculation back in the, I think it was the summer of 2019. And the prosecutors, there was a three-year-old with a broken arm. They couldn't prove what happened. And the, the, the story was that they couldn't charge anybody. They, it felt like there was some child abuse going on in the house, but both the mother and the father of the child believed in corporal punishment. So if they had charged one, he would have blamed the other or she would have blamed him. And so they couldn't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. So uh, nobody got charged. And they did say that the broken arm the kid had was accidental, that they felt it was actually accidental. But it, listen, as long as Tyreek Hill keeps his hand to himself, hands to himself and, and his nose clean, he's golden. Now, that said, this remains a highly combustible situation. Every man, woman, and child knows that. People get very emotional and become impassioned when talking about the accusations that were made against Tyreek Hill. Some of them he pled guilty to. The latest he's denied, very passionately denied, and won. And won uh, that round. But one miscue, just one mistake by Tyreek Hill, one Report on TMZ of the police showing up to Tyree Kill's house and some kind of incident with one of the kids, and that will be like lighter fluid, right? That's lighter, highly combustible lighter fluid. The Chiefs' owner, these comments this guy made, Clark Hunt, will come back to haunt him, much like our friend A.J. Hinch, former manager of the Astros, who was very arrogant, pompous, cocky, an A-hole, and a hole, and. When asked about the cheating the Astros were clearly doing, got upset, got defensive, bang, bang. right? Got defensive and all that stuff. Now he's unemployed like he should be. He's a loser. It's a dope. Um, and, and so that that kind of payback, retribution, uh, will take place in this case as well. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you'd like to take part, some lines have opened up here. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. 877 6369 To the phones we go. And is it R said in Cleveland? I believe that is correct. Hello, R said, you are on the radio. Ben Maller, Radio Natural. Hey, yes, R said, wake up, bud. I'll give you some smelling salts, okay? Oh, okay. You want me to
7: wake up? Yeah, uh, I've been listening to you a long time. I hear a guy on the radio who uh, I think to myself. Everybody this guy works with
4: hates him. Why does everybody hate him? <laughs> well, me. People hate me. The people you work with. Oh yeah, true. well that's true. Well, you've heard the game shows, right? I said, you know, it's it's. I'm on. I'm short-handed in all these game shows. They're all out to get me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might
7: be a little bit competitive. Uh, so I'm thinking. Uh, listen to you. You're from San Diego. Is that it? You are. Well, no.
4: I I got my start in radio in San Diego, but I I not from. I'm from the Orange County area of uh, south of Los Angeles.
7: So uh, yeah, recognize the name Pete Franklin.
4: Yes, I I, uh, I I I never met him, but he's an early sports talk guy, and I know I, I worked. I get, I got I a Pete Franklin story. So uh, I did some shows remotely out of the the production studio at WFAN when they were in Queens Astoria years ago, and Pete Franklin. I guess he's a Cleveland guy, right? And he, but he went to New York at one point and was so despised by the air staff at WFAN. That even years after this was after he had not worked at the station, there were like signs in the back ripping Pete Franklin. I don't know uh, what I don't know what he did, but uh, were you a Pete Franklin guy? Were you a fan of his or, you, or what? Well, he more or less
7: invented talker, uh, sports talk radio. He talked on the uh, the flame thrower, fifty thousand yeah. watt, thirty eight states and half of Canada. That's he right. talked every night from five to eleven or six to twelve. Yeah, and uh, he had a show called Sports Line. And when the fans started, they needed the best, so they came to Cleveland, gave him a bunch of money, yeah. and he went to New York, and he hated. I mean, he spent twenty five years in Cleveland saying how much he hated New York.
4: Yeah, but and that, that proves well, money. And he listen, went. exactly. Everyone's got a price. Our uh, said, I'd do afternoon drive in Houston if they paid me enough. Right? Come on.
7: Well, uh, then he I mean, retired and moved to San Diego and had to get a job out there. Yeah, but I—you probably heard him.
4: It'll happen. uh, It it, it would happen. I mean, we all have to move on, right? You can't stay at one place forever. That's what they say.
7: But the thing is, Mm -hmm. the history of Cleveland radio. Oh, I got to tell you. Yes,
4: that's one thing. When I came in here, I was hoping we would talk about the history of Cleveland radio. Rock and roll invented in Cleveland. You know that. One thing
7: I'll tell you is, what city has had their professional football team play in the championship game eleven years in a row? Only one. That's
4: Cleveland. Yeah. No. That was Who? before the Super Bowl, though, unfortunately, because they've never been to the Super Bowl. All right, I, I got to go. Thank you, said. Not that I don't love going down memory lane. I have such a passion for local Cleveland radio that uh, I grew up a big fan of Cleveland radio, the legends of Cleveland radio. There's nothing quite like a voice coming His out of name is Dave, and yeah. he's known as Dave. Well, we have him. That he calls the show Dick and Dave. He's a not in Cleveland, but he calls the Cleveland radio stations. Close enough. Right? Why not? In Dayton, he does everything. He a high, Cincinnati radio, he does Cleveland radio, you name it, he's there. He's all over that. There he is, Kettering Banjo Society, appearing at a state fair near you this summer. Get a corn dog and listen.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
0: Maller here. Winter is coming. Here in LA, that means more
4: rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice like my brother in Appleton, Wisconsin. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to tirerack.com, use the tire decision guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where. You drive. Choose from the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You get free road hazard protection for 2 years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to you at home or work and install them on site. Game changer. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're the experts. That's TireRack.com
6: slash SportsTireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
5: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. In. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
6: Hi, Kubaloo. Cool, it was reported by FSR alum Jim Bowden on Monday that there's a growing belief among uh, National League GMs that the DH spot will become universal as early as next season. Ben, is this a change that you dread or embrace? Well, I dreaded it for a while, but I'm going to embrace this because
4: for a couple of reasons. Number one... It'll be good for the Dodgers because they have a lot of guys that could slide on over and become the designated hitter. I'm talking to you, Max Muncie, uh, for example. So they have guys. It'll help the Dodgers out, and you know the whole offensive argument. It doesn't really change the game because you're just going to have guys in the DH spot trying to hit home runs every time, like every other player in baseball. The the I flipped on this because I got so tired of every pitcher. of the time a pitcher comes up, it is an automatic out. They don't even pretend like they care to hit the ball. And the other thing is that these pitchers are such pussy willows that uh, they're very fragile. They're made out of glass. And they can't – God forbid they go in the batter's box. They could get hit by a pitch. I'm annoyed by that. It's a liability for teams. So I'm okay. And it's good for
6: managers because they won't be attacked for bad double switches. Next – 49ers assistant coach Katie Sowers will become the first female to coach in the Super Bowl. Seems to have become the face of the female coaches in the NFL. She told the media on Monday that she absolutely believes she can be a head coach someday. Ben, when, if ever, do you think this will happen? And if not for Sowers, for any female? Well, it will happen. It's just not going to happen in my lifetime. I don't think it's going to happen soon.
4: Some, But some point, some woke NFL owner is going to be like, hey, we should do this. I want to be the trailblazers. I want to break the, the glass gender ceiling. And, uh, and over time, perceptions have changed. When I was younger, was like the idea of a woman coaching guys playing football was absurd. But it has, over time, changed with with younger generations. I, I think it's going to happen first in the NBA, though. And Greg Popovich is grooming Becky Hammond to take over for him. I think that will
6: happen in San Antonio. But the NFL, it's going to be a while. Next! Now, it's inevitable that after almost any playoff game, there will be a discussion about the TV ratings. You reported that the ratings had a sharp decline for championship weekend. Yeah, How do you think this Super Bowl will do? A hundred million.
4: It doesn't matter. You, let me tell you something. You could have people making balloon animals on one side and face painting on the other, and a hundred million people are going to watch if you put an NFL logo on it. Uh, there's not a lot of juice around this game, not a lot of trash talk, but in the end, a guaranteed right around 100 million people will be watching. It's a cultural event. How did we do, Koopaloo? Benny passed us a That's the winner. You can put it on the phone.
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the, the password, password is. Password. You idiot. Password. The word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All
4: right, it is password time. Let's welcome in our contestants. First of all, we have Jason in Nashville who wants to play. Hello, Jason.
5: Hey, how you
4: guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling in to play, Jason. Tell the guy in Beaver Dam who knows somebody in Rancho Cucamonga what you do for a living.
7: Um, so right now I do billing and coding for some hospitals.
4: Yeah, how's that going for you? Is that just a temporary yeah, t- a temporary situation, or is that your full time?
7: No. I'm doing it seven years straight, and my brain's fried, so I'm okay. I'm hoping the next level will open up soon. So yeah, well, what's not, the what's not...
4: the what's the next level for a guy like you? What are you hoping for?
7: Man, I want to own the company. I don't want to work nice. for nobody. I want I want somebody working for me. That's a good job.
4: Can you yeah. can you start your own company and, and give it a go that way?
7: I don't know, um, and it may not even be the same type of business that I'm in. I'm okay. just, I'm a visionary. I, I just, I know God's
4: going to open up the door one day, so. All right. Well, God's going to open up the door, but you're the one that's going to physically have to open up the door. You know what I'm saying? You got to make that that's happen, right. man. Absolutely. All right. Hold on a sec, Jason. Uh, Jason's going to play, and uh, let's see here. Two uh, two or one here, Coop. What are we thinking here? Oh, Coop hates these decisions.
3: Oh, I also don't care for one, so I don't know why you're asking me. I'm pretty
4: biased. All right. Uh, Eddie, uh, two or one Coop does not like one.
8: Uh, Well, let's go two then.
4: Okay. Uh, So Justin in Cincinnati, who Coop hates, is not going to play the game. Uh, And we have (laughs) – sorry, Coop. Uh, And Ray in in Kansas City. Hello, Ray.
7: How you doing? What's up, man? Look
4: at Ray over there. Look at you, Ray. Do you have Chiefs fever,
2: Ray. Super Bowl, baby! Yeah, right, look baby. at
4: that, man. Look at that. All excited. all excited. I saw my guy Bob Fesco there enjoying all the freebies at the Super Bowl, the morning guy there in Kansas City, man. He's living the life, living large. Yeah. yeah, yeah baby. All right, Ray, and tell everyone in Radio Land what you do for a living.
7: I'm the pipe fitter. I lay that pipe all day
4: long. Well, there's uh, there's different meanings to that, but uh, absolutely, Ray. So you you uh, you lay the pipe, all right? Uh, I understand. Okay, hold on a sec, Ray. So let's partner up here, Jason in Na- J- oh, Calm down, Jason in Nashville. Who do you want to partner up with? Uh,
5: I'm gonna let you pick.
4: Oh come on, that's not. Uh, you gotta pick. It's, you pick me, uh, Ben, Eddie, uh, Roberto, Coop.
2: You know what? I'm gonna go with Eddie.
4: That's a bad job by you. I mean, I could have helped you out, but uh, I don't know. You might have to wait longer than that terrible job. Uh, Ray in Kansas City. Ray, who do you want to play with, Ray?
7: Roberto. Let's go, baby. All right, Roberto.
4: Let's do it. All right. So, Coop, we, we're we sitting this one out. So, that's the matchup. We are going to have Password, the word game of the stars. In its entirety, everyone stay in place on the set. Nobody leave the set. The Latino edition. It's the – oh, how uh-huh. dare you. Uh, we will <laughs> – We'll get to that. It's the, it's the guacamole edition. We'll get to that a <laughs> It's a joke, man. Come on. All right. We are going to play Password, the word game of stars. And I guess I get to play along with everyone else because I don't have a list of words. I uh, want to hear something amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cashback match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash Cashback back match. All right, let's play the game here. We have Jason in Nashville, who is going to play. He's He wants to make it big. He's looking to make it big. Uh, and he is going to play with Eddie. And Ray in Kansas City is teamed up with Roberto. And or Jason, you were on the board first. So we have 1 to 10. And pick your poison here. Pick your poison. Pick a number. 1 to 10.
7: Take as much time
4: as you want. Number seven. All right, Eddie, number seven. All right, go ahead. All right, Jason, the
8: clue is prosecuted. Prosecuted. All right.
7: Prosecuted.
8: Uh, Aaron Hernandez.
4: (laughs) Oh, that is good. You're in for it, Eddie. I'm so glad you were picked. Uh, Uh, No, Jason,
8: it's just one word. You're just guessing a word, and it's not like names or proper nouns. It's just... uh what other word could be used for that word?
4: Jason's the guy that calls up but doesn't actually listen. I like that. All right, uh, let's go Let's go to Ray and Roberto. Go ahead, Roberto.
8: Wait, what, what word did Eddie say?
4: Sorry. It's number seven. Thanks. You're not listening uh, yeah. either.
8: Uh, I, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to help you out.
2: Okay. That's going to be good. Culpable. Oh, huh? right. Culpable. Culpable.
4: Got to know your audience here, uh, Roberto. Uh, <laughs> that's us bad up by you. All right, okay. come on,
8: Ray. Convicted? No, that's
4: no, not terrible. Uh, no, that's not yeah. not. All right, not.
8: All right Jason, let's yes. give this a second try now. Uh, I said prosecuted. He said Aaron Hernandez. Uh, Roberto said culpable. Uh, convicted was a guess. How about imprisoned?
7: Uh, incarcerated.
8: No, but at least that was better than Aaron Hernandez. I kind of like the Aaron yeah. Hernandez one. It was a promotion for the Netflix documentary. <laughs> All right, back to Roberto. Go ahead,
4: Roberto. This is great. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not playing.
6: Impressive. Let's see here. Uh, la, la,
4: la, 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 la. Uh, Take as much time as you want, Roberto. Take another three minutes. That would be really good. Condemned. 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 Ray, you're in the batter's box. Confined. <laughs> No. Alright, let's Throw the word out. Word out. Yeah. Uh, you guys are all guilty of malpractice. Guilty was the word. Guilty was the word we were oh, looking okay. for. And okay. if you're convicted, you're found guilty. It's amazing how that works. But you guys, of course, are law abiding citizens, so you've never been found guilty of anything. Yes? <laughs> all
5: right. Wrong. Wrong. Uh oh. Alright. The dark side. Yeah, you should have got them.
4: All, right. all right, Roberto, you're up. Pick a number there, Ray. I'm going three. Number three. Number three. Burdo does not seem excited with that choice yet. <laughs> <here. laughs> uh, uh,
3: um geez. Uh,
2: goods. Hmm. I don't know. Goods. <laughs> Bud. What did he say?
6: What do you say?
0: Marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I thought
4: that's well. what you said, but I was like, no, he didn't say that.
6: This is a tough one. I must have been struggling for words you when, I, when I put been this one on there. Up. Well, there
8: is a there's <laughs> a there's one word that I think right. would work. But go ahead, Eddie. Uh, Jason. The clue is Roberto said goods. I'm gonna say belongings.
4: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh,
8: p- possessions. No, no, it's a good guess though. <laughs>
0: His turn is it uh <laughs> ray, ray and
3: roberto uh, who cares property not bad property yeah property oh.
4: come on ray don't, don't say do that, that hey. don't I don't i like you should be allowed to say that word but you're not go ahead come on chop chop uh, chop chop and- Investment. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Jason, won? A minute, Jason, won? Jason hung up. Jason, won. Jason
6: hung up. Ray
8: wins oh, the game. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He didn't win yeah. any he didn't get any. Jason, right And yet yeah. he's a winner.
4: That's well, the that's first the ever zero point oh, win. That's the win he <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of passwords. Jason yeah. by forfeit. Congratulations. Jason hung up, so Ray wow. is the winner by TKO. <laughs> that's, uh, you know what we call it? That's a Marcel right there. Yeah, right? that's right. That's the perfect win. The other guy didn't show up. They forfeit. <laughs> well, he did show up, but he left early. Oh, that was terrible, He left Jason. before the game ended. Oh, so, but power's game. invested in me by the game show hosting ability uh, commission there. Uh, Ray in Kansas City and Roberto, who did not get a single <laughs> question right. <laughs> <laughs> but they win the game. Where yeah. does this rank, Roberto, in your list of accomplishments? Uh, Way in the bottom. Way in the bottom? No, yeah. no, but, come by on. By the way,
8: the word was stuff we were looking yeah, for. Yeah, we are trying to find stuff. Goods, possessions, property, Well, apparently belongings.
4: Jason found some other stuff that yeah. was more important <laughs> no. than, than playing the game.
8: And, Next uh, time
4: pick Ben when you call No, him no, Jason. no. You did a good job with Eddie. Keep picking Eddie, please. <laughs> Got a
3: murder. Got to go. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
1: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
6: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things
3: on the iHeartRadio app.